Hi, friends. Welcome to Rainbow Parenting, where we talk about the intersections of queerness, transness, and childhood. I am your host, Linz Emer. It is Pride Month, and we have lots of fantastic content coming your way, including today's interview. Today, I'm talking with teen activist Stella Keating, who is a champion with the organization Gender Cool. The Gender Cool Project is a youth-led movement replacing misinformed opinions with positive, powerful experiences featuring transgender and non-binary young people who are thriving. Through leadership development, education, advocacy, and visibility, Gender Cool is creating positive change by evolving understanding, business, and culture worldwide. Are a fantastic organization, and Stella is going to tell us all about them and her work as a trans teen advocate. We've had a lot of really incredible conversations on this podcast, but I really do think this is one of my all-time faves. We've been talking so much about young people and respecting young people and young people's voices on this podcast, and I thought it was uh, about time that we had an actual young person chatting on the pod. Before we get to my conversation with Stella, just a little bit of business for you. My book, Rainbow Parenting, Your Guide to Raising Queer Kids and Their Allies, is out now wherever books are sold. Please, please, please grab your copy. I am also currently on tour promoting the book and doing pride-themed family performances. I just wrapped up a bunch of amazing events in Portland, Oregon, and in LA. Thank you so much to everybody who came out to those, including our live podcast recording with Junior High LA, where I talk with Megan Townsend, who's the Senior Director of Research and Entertainment Analysis at GLAAD. We had an incredible conversation that's going to go up on the podcast feed later this month. And I'm about to head off to Chicago and San Francisco, Boston, and New York City are after that. I'm doing Rainbow Storytimes and author events at Women and Children First in Chicago and at the Wilmette Public Library. So please, please come out, my Chicago friends, and hang out at those events. And I partnered with Out and About Bookshop in San Francisco and Blackbird Books. I've got a packed schedule in the Bay Area, so please come out. I would love to see your faces. We're also putting on a virtual event on the 28th. I've got an incredible lineup of queer and trans family musicians like Grammy Award winners, The Alphabet Rockers, Jules from Songs for Littles, Ants on a Log, Strawberry Ops, Banana Band, lots of really, really cool humans. That's going to be on June 28th at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll also be recording that so everybody who registers will have access to that recording just in case, you know, you're at work or something like that and want to watch and celebrate on your own time. You can register for Pride of Palooza through the Queer Kid Stuff website, queerkidstuff.com slash live. And just follow the links from there. Today is also the last day to get your mailbag questions into the podcast. We're going to be doing a mailbag episode coming up next week. All you got to do is send a voicemail to the number 207-535-9839. Again, the number is 207-535-9839. Just send a little voice message over to us and we'll answer your questions on the pod. All right, enough business. Let's get to my conversation with Stella. Make sure to stick around till the end to hear us geek out about The Sims together. Hello, 
everyone. Welcome to Rainbow Parenting. I am here with a very special guest. I am here with Stella Keating from Gender Cool. Stella is a Gender Cool champion and is an actual young person. We've talked so much about young trans people and transness and children. And I'm like, oh, we should actually have a young person on this podcast. So hello, Stella. Welcome to Rainbow Parenting. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. Very, very excited to have you and to talk about Gender Cool and your work. But let's let's start at the beginning. Can you tell everyone your name and your pronouns? Yeah, my name is Stella Keating and I use she, her pronouns. And how do you identify? I'm a transgender woman. Awesome. And I like to come to this work that we do as like whole humans outside of just the work. So let's do just like a little check-in. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, I'm on spring break. So I get to just sit around, prepare for college as I just accepted Western Washington University <gasps> last Sunday. Oh, so I'm very goodness. excited. Ah, congrats. I'm very That's excited. Huge. That's huge. Congrats. That's like, I remember getting my college acceptance and it just being this like golden ticket, like one of the best yeah. moments of my life to that point. And like, huge congrats that I do feel like a nice weight lifted off your shoulders. Finally, I do. Good. Oh my gosh. I really do. It has been a long, long time. But yeah, no, I'm just in. I'm yeah, I'm excited. So I've just been Good. kind of chilling out sorting things in my bedroom to get ready to leave my house that I've been in for 18 years. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. I love the spring cleaning vibes. I love the vacation energy. I love the like, we just got into college. We're gonna like sit back a little bit and not stress so much. That's what a wonderful way to come into this conversation. (laughs) I'm so glad I caught you in this moment. That's perfect. Um, So yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So Shifting gears just a little bit, I would love you to tell me and everybody listening about who you are and what you do, and especially what gender cool yeah. is and like what you do with gender cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, switching gears a little bit, we'll, but we'll get back to the joy, I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, luckily, I am joy, and so is gender cool. So, uh, yes, you know, it's not that big of a leap. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I am a transgender youth advocate. And I have been doing this work since I was, um, I would say I've been doing kind of advocacy work in some form of capacity since I was actually about seven years old. Uh, When I was seven, I had my first news interview. Wow. uh, And it was before I came out. Yeah. And it was trying to show people that there were other, um, it was trying to show people at the time I was very fluid in my gender identity Mm -hmm. and didn't quite know where I was and it Mm -hmm. felt really isolating for my family and me and so we did a news interview to try and show there are other kids who are like me and try and also show people that they are not alone and that um and so that was really special so I've been doing this since I was seven um and then I testified for the first time to my school board when I was in fourth grade so I would have been about nine I believe um and that was just really cool and I've been 
loving advocacy since. Um, and I did the day that I really knew that I was into advocacy and into politics was in sixth grade. So a couple of years after my first testimony, um, I did a lobby day advocating for LGBTQ and specifically trans rights and sharing my story with legislators on both sides of the aisles. But I got to see kind of the inside of everything and I just fell in love. All that work then led me to the Gender Cool Project, which uh, is a storytelling campaign sharing the stories of who transgender and non-binary youth are as thriving and successful and loved people Hmm. and showing that, you know, um, we are not just transgender. We are beyond that. We have we are still regular kids and being transgender or non-binary just happens to be part of our identities. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that work. And through the Gender Cool Project, it led me to testify before the U.S. Senate on behalf of the Equality Act. And uh, my testimony went viral. And I learned after I testified that I am the youngest transgender person to testify before the U.S. Senate. Um, and so I made history that day and didn't realize that that's what was going to happen that morning. So uh, that wild was in that history can just like be your afternoon. Yeah, it is actually, it was really wild because, well, that was my early warning because I'm on the East coast and they were on the, mm. or on, I'm on the West coast. They're on the East coast. So I got to get up bright and early at 6am. It's crazy. So I got to meet uh, the first lady a couple months after and share my story with her. Mm. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden joined the dress, I believe, celebrating his first hundred days in office. Mm. The first lady typically would invite about six people to sit in a box with her um, to kind of, and there are six people that generally represent what uh, positive effects have come from the president's first hundred days in office. Um, But because it was all during a global pandemic, this was over Zoom. And so uh, there was a live um, storytelling thing that a bunch of us got to do. And I got to share my story about how the Biden administration protecting transgender kids like me Mm. was so important and impactful for me and how that led me to make such big change um, Mm. and to make history. So, and since then I've gotten to go to the White House two times now. Um, I just was there last December. and. it's funny. I've been to the White House two times and both, I think I had about mm, 24 hours notice that I was leaving, um, <laughs> which is, it's really fun. Yeah. yeah that's kind of how it, it's really wild. So I got to celebrate pride June of 2021 at the White House. Mm. And then I got to celebrate um, the, I actually got to stand. Uh, I was behind the president when he signed the marriage respect for marriage act mm. on the steps behind him. So uh, if you zoom in really close to the, um, I believe, left stairs next to him and you see a pink suit, that's me. Uh, and so it was. it's wild. So I've been doing tons of stuff. I've worked with Glad multiple times and mm-hmm. I've worked, I've had an op-ed in Team Vogue and I've been um, named one of, uh, I was named 2021's Youth Voices in 17 magazine. Uh, and I just have been a wild roller coaster. So that's some of what I do. Sure. And this started, you said, at age seven. So let's let's rewind just a little bit because I I, I want the thing that stuck out to me is that you said you love this work. And I want to Mm -hmm. kind of like dig into that a little bit and like, uh, what about it do you love? Like, what is so exciting to you? Like, especially when you're thinking about like the day to day of like what advocacy actually looks like. I think that like, 
advocacy mm-hmm. can be this like nebulous word of just like tweeting it's a and very like, nebulous word exactly yes. of just like what does it actually what does like advocacy mean to you on like a practical level in like what you actually yeah. do and like why you yeah what it? I actually do what I actually do as an advocate um I do a lot of things as an advocate I am an advocate in my school so mm-hmm. I um uh actually um planning a a school-wide assembly right now mm-hmm. uh, through my GSA mm-hmm. and about uh, the day of silence. I'm an advocate in school in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Like I would say I'm an advocate in changing minds mm-hmm. and also in, um, and that sounds a little bit narcissistic but that's not what I mean. No, I don't think it is. But, I don't think it is. I think that I yeah. think let's like what what do you actually do to change minds? Like what is the mechanism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um thinking about the first example that came to mind and came for into me for in my mind, I had my first actual job uh was at an old navy here in my local town mm-hmm. uh which was really weird because that's where i shopped my entire life and then mm-hmm. i worked there so um weird dynamic for sure <laughs> it was really weird uh and then like my lifelong friend was my boss as well so it was great um and so but so my first job was at an old navy and there was a girl a, a woman that i worked with and her name i'm not gonna say her name but she was from Texas. So mm-hmm. she didn't, I didn't, we didn't talk about politics or at least we didn't. Um, but this was a fairly queer environment. There was, I remember my first day I was wearing a pride band on my Apple watch and someone was like, Oh my gosh, are you queer? I was like, yes, I am. Um, and they were queer as well. So it was, you know, um, but I was working at old Navy when um, my, when I, when my testimony happened and um i'm i'm shocked that i didn't get fired because i had to take mm. so many days off <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um it has nothing and, to do with whether you're trans or queer or whatever it's just like i took too many no, days off like, of I, work <laughs> yeah um and so but so she i was working at old navy and my boss and all the and all the assistant managers they all knew about what i did Mm. uh because i shared with them i was like hey this is something that i did and i just wanted to be like fully transparent with them and um they were all like super supportive and uh and so uh there was uh at one point a couple of months after um there was a a story there was a story in the news about a girl who wrote a letter to old navy saying hey you should have bigger pockets of women's jeans and mm-hmm. working in an environment with mostly female identifying people we were all like yeah let's yeah. do that mm-hmm. it was great um and uh and so but someone one of my co-workers she had asked, she was like hey did you see this story in the news and my my assistant manager she she outed me technically, but mm. I didn't hide it. Um, and so my this assist, this manager was like, "Oh yeah, about Stella and what she did." And so and kind of shared with this my coworker about what I did. And so this coworker came, came up to me afterwards during our break, and she was like, "Hey, so I didn't know that you did this and that you were transgender." And I said, "Oh yeah, I am," and she was cool with it. You know, she's from Texas, not from Austin. She's from Texas. And so 
that it already implies some things for me of like, oh, and I didn't, I came out to, and you know, I had to keep, I had to carefully choose who I wanted to come out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, it's hard to know who you can trust, but in that capacity, I got to change. I, I hope I got to change her mind. You know, she's her, um, husband's in the military and you know she moves all over mm-hmm. and you know again she's from texas and texas is a special a complicated place. And, state yeah right yeah and and so there was a lot of like oh okay like let's you know and so um and that's kind of just an example of changing minds because she got to see before she even knew i was trans she saw the positivity and light that I have and mm-hmm. got to see that, you know, she was like, oh, this person's just like me. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yeah, I am. And there's this additional piece of my gender identity. And I think her seeing that you could live so positively mm-hmm. and happily as a transgender person really changed her mind. And I don't mm-hmm. think that she had met a transgender person before. And so um, that's kind of, that's what I do with gender cool a lot. And that's a lot of the focus in gender cool is saying these people and these kids are happy and thriving. They also happen to be transgender and non-binary and happen to have parents that are loving and accepting. And because they have loving and accepting parents, they are able to thrive. Mm. And so that's what I do with gender cool is I get to show people that I am thriving and I um, and this also happens with when there is legislation that is being passed for protecting transgender people. Like we saw, I think it was New Jersey's governor signed an executive order yesterday that my friend got to you know stand behind him when he signed it, which was really cool. Very cool. Um, for just for context for listeners, we're recording this on April fifth in twenty twenty three. Um, so oh, yes, we're kind of like in the middle of like all of this anti-trans legislation happening right now but there are also like a few of these like really lovely spots Mm -hmm. where like beautiful legislation is being passed to like create safe states there are people who are advocating in a sanctuary state so new jersey is now a sanctuary state incredible um one of the few in my state washington state is currently working on that um my actually my own um representative um in my district from my district is the sponsor of this bill as well Mm. um which just fills me with so much joy yeah and um and so having legislators protect trans kids also and uh non-binary kids also just creates that kind of safe space for people as well and so i and um you know, the president, uh, President Biden has also introduced, has also out come out as, you know, saying that he will do whatever he can to support uh, and protect transgender and non-binary kids and people. And so I got to thank him for that last December and say that I got to thank him because of his leadership. I am able to thrive better. Um, and I already have my parents, right? And they've been amazing. I have my family. They're amazing. And, and I additionally get to have a, uh, supportive, um, administration and that's just really special. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I get to do. I get to tell people that I am a thriving person and I happen to be transgender. And I also get to tell people that, you know, because of the work that they're doing, I get to thrive even more. 
and that's amazing. So um, I just spread joy and mm-hmm. I do the best that I can to say, my name is Stella Keating. I'm a transgender teen. And um, also here's all the other cool things that I do. And being transgender is just a small piece of my entire identity. So, yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Like, yeah, this idea that like our transness is such it's an, it's who we are. It's a big part of our lives, but like, it's not the whole thing. Like it's, and, and I think there's this like emphasis on like being trans is not the most interesting part of me. And I don't, I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know if I like totally agree with that. I, okay. Um, um, tell me what you think. I I'm think, curious. No. So my, um, one of my gender cool, one of my fellow champions, Gia, her principal, when she came out to her school, her principal mm. actually told her that exact same thing of mm. being trans is the least um, interesting thing about you. And I think that that's, I personally think that that is, I I agree with that. And the reason why I, or I, I appreciate that and find it to be. Mm, You're allowed to disagree with I think, me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think you. No, I think if I'm understanding, like, yeah, being transgender or non-binary is actually really interesting, right? And that's great. And also, I think it's really special. I think what we should be striving for, and what I think we are striving for, is this idea that one day, and maybe it's not right now, mm. but one day, being transgender or non-binary will be the least interesting of thing about you mm, and yes. that is what i that's how i think about it of like that's what we're striving for and by um cultivating that feeling of like least interesting thing um i think creating that is then going to help us get to that point of um having or being transgender or non-binary actually being the least interesting thing about you. I think that's a really um, smart way so, to frame it of like putting it on a timeline of like, maybe that's yeah. like not true right now that like actually being trans and non-binary is like an interesting thing about you because our perspective isn't necessarily like shown or like it's novel in yeah. a way because it's like, I don't know, people think of it as like, quote unquote, new when it's not, <laughs> but like, no, exactly. <laughs> but, but like, if we can work toward a day when it is just like a mundane thing about us, I really like yeah. that framing. I think that's super smart. Um, okay, shifting gears a little bit. I want to, um, because you're so in the trenches and you're also like someone who's not only advocating for all of this work but you're also like a trans teen just like living your life day to day and outside mm-hmm. of like all the advocacy work that you're doing I'm I think it's really easy for people to get caught up in the like oh this horrible legislation all over the place and it become this like big monster thing that's happening just like mm-hmm. around us and like we can't do anything about it but I'm I really kind of want to ground it and I'm curious about the ways that like 
these kinds of legislations? Like, how has this impacted just like your day to day life as just like living as like a trans teen, like you, your friends, like, how is it impacting you as a person? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think, I mean, being frank, mm-hmm. it actually does make me feel more scared. Mm. Um, and I think, and and the reason why is because, like, uh, I'm just trying to think of how I want to phrase it. Like, yeah, totally. Take your time. I recently gave, yeah, no, thank you. I recently gave a speech. I I, I led a walkout at my school mm. protesting um, this legislation. Yeah. And I gave a speech recently where I talked about how this legislation actually perpetuates um, transphobia. Uh, and no matter what state you're in, it excuses it as being okay. Cause it's like, Oh, well this elected official did it. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so we actually, I, 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 um, I feel scared pretty often mm-hmm. for my own safety. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and in my day-to-day life, there are, I mean, I am, dealing with a transphobic person in my classroom right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that I am privileged enough being a transgender woman and also cisgender passing as a woman, Mm -hmm. uh, which personally, I don't like that term because I'm not cisgender, I'm transgender. And, and also it can work in my favor for safety. which is, I don't know, it's interesting. Anyways, that's not the point. Um, yeah, passing politics is like a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. But this, so this anti-trans legislation and like people are listening to Marjorie Taylor Greene and what she's saying about transgender people. People are listening to um, Ron DeSantis and what he's saying about transgender people yeah. and they are believing them. These outlandish lies and very concerning um idea of who transgender non-binary people are mm-hmm. people are believing them um what our uh now indicted president donald trump is saying about transgender people people are believing um believing him because yeah and so but that also feeds into everyday life and so i I feel pretty scared pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, and what also sucks as well is that I'm surrounded by, I'm, uh, I don't, there aren't a lot of other transgender people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can be really isolating. So I had, there was a student in one of my classes who was saying some very interesting ideas about how transgender people can't exist um, mm. because of biology somehow, but doesn't matter. And I really struggled with saying anything to my administration 
mm-hmm. um, my principal or my vice or my vice principals, because saying something is incredibly isolating. Mm-hmm. And so I did go to my I did go to my principal and I was like I told her I don't actually want to be here telling you this right now because I'm done dealing with other people's transphobia. Um, and so it feeds into my everyday life. And so I am, um, there's this feeling of needing to watch my back a lot, or at least I feel that way a lot because, um, you know, what the scariest part about it is that I have no control over other people. Um, and, uh, I only have control of how I respond and how I choose to respond uh, is by being my full authentic self and going to school every day saying, this is me and who I am. And because of that, I hope that people can learn to better accept people like me. Um, and I think that that is true. I think that I'm, I think that there are people who are, who are learning how to, and not, uh, who are seeing transgender people as people and transgender teens as teens not as transgender teens it's you're a teen and happen to be transgender um and so yeah um i think it can be really scary i get scared a lot about it and also i am i feel comfort in knowing that i have legislators that are still trying to fight for my rights um and that makes me feel a little bit better every day and um i don't know i just live every day day by day and so um yeah yeah thank you yeah for sharing all that that's uh, i mean the things oh the things that are striking me are that like high school is hard enough right <laughs> yes like just like dealing with like being a teenager and like I to be honest like I had a really really hard time in high school like it was like high school Mm -hmm. was especially the back half of high school were like some of the hardest years of my life and I'm (laughs) I'm like in my 30s now um and yeah it's like I wasn't out as trans then I was barely out as queer then and like I mean that Mm -hmm. for sure contributed to it because I had no idea who I was at the time and so you definitely have a leg up on uh, on me in that way but um, I I think like you know it's hard enough being a teenager just dealing with like the drama and the hormones and like the you know inter like the so many hormones oh my god (laughs) And the politics between friend groups and like there's just so much that's already going on and having to deal with transphobia on top of that and like the weight of the world and like legislation of your state on your show. Like that's just it's just so much for any one person to deal with, let alone a young person who's like trying to figure out who you are and what you want to do and what you want your life to look like and like just being a young person and enjoying your youth right like you said that you've been you've been doing this since you were seven like that is yeah that's a big chunk of your life up until now right right yeah yeah well and I I think the other thing too for me is like the on top of all of that, there is also the um, 
you know, having a global pandemic and spending oh two gosh. years on a computer. Yeah. <laughs> learning, learning school. And I, oh yeah, no, high school has been, um, I'll just say I'm very excited about college. I'm very excited and for married. you at your college. <laughs> and I, Thank you. I am just so impressed by your resilience. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy has been so, so important to me in my life. I've been in and out of therapy for a really long time since I was a teenager. And it has really helped me heal myself in so many ways, especially as a queer and trans person, and has been so instrumental to my ability to understand myself and to function in the world, especially with past traumas and processing those emotions and learning how to use healthy coping mechanisms in my day-to-day life. But therapy can be really hard to access. It can be expensive. It can be really hard to find the right person. When I was struggling with my mental health during lockdown for COVID-19, I turned to BetterHelp. It was an easy way for me to access therapy from the comfort of my own home when I was most comfortable. It's affordable and easily accessible and fit into my schedule. Therapy has been such an important part of my life. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, I really recommend giving BetterHelp a try. It's totally online. It's designed to be convenient for you and flexible and able to fit into even the busiest schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com rainbow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot rainbow. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I get called brave a lot. Like, I'm sure you get this a lot, too. And I don't know how you feel about the word brave and getting called brave, but it is not my favorite thing that I get called. And yeah, (laughs) there's some head nodding there. Um, and I I picked the word resilient because I think that that is one more specific and also um, is acknowledges the hardship of it all. Yes. And the strength. I love the word takes, resilient. Yes. And the strength that it yes. takes to just, I think, yeah, what you were saying, take it day by day. And I yep. just want to commend you for that. And I'm Thank you. just very impressed by you. But also, like, I shouldn't have Thank to be you. because you should just be able to be a teenager. Um, and that's a good point. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. People mm-hmm. say that to me all the time mm-hmm. of like, you should just be living your life as a teenager. I actually really like having this additional responsibility mm-hmm. on my shoulders. Okay. Of like, there's a part of me that's like, I actually like being responsible in some ways. And I actually really like being doing this work. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is that being a teenager sucks. Always, I think. It's not great. Most of the time, um, yeah. <laughs> I've had... Most of the time. It's not great. And, um, you know, and also I get to do cool things with my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and so um, I do... I really appreciate the sentiment of 
uh, you know, I shouldn't have to be doing this because I agree. I shouldn't have to be fighting for my rights when Mm -hmm. I'm just 18 years old. And also I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's, thank you. No, that's, I think that that's really interesting because I, I can 100% relate to that. I am also an activist and advocate and a creative who, yeah. you know, I lean into my transness. I lean into the queerness of it all and like the advocacy work that yeah. comes with systemic change within these things. And it feels good yeah. to do that. Right. And yeah, I, it does. Yeah. I am curious about that and like what I wonder how you or I both of us uh, people who do this work right would harness that energy and use it otherwise if we weren't who we were and are and like in the context and I'm like okay what other incredible things could we do if we weren't just having to fight transphobia all the time Right. I think about all the time of like, what if I wasn't transgender? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there are times that I'm like, oh, it'll be so much easier. Um, mm-hmm. Which might be true. Probably. Yes. But then I'm like, <laughs> that would be true. <laughs> maybe. But then I'm also like, I don't want to not be transgender. Like, this is great. Like, this is just, I get to have so many new experiences. Mm-hmm. And I, like, my really good friend, um, one of my best friends everyone's my best friend but she's like my best friend um she's cisgender and she gets to ask me all these questions of like so wait how does this work and like how do you feel about this and that and like and I'm like I'm so glad that I get to be more complex in this capacity Mm -hmm. right because it means that I'm not like everyone else and um while everyone else is really cool and I like everyone else uh for the most part I really love being transgender and I just am so happy that this is the life that the universe chose for me Mm -hmm. of like, this is what I got to land in. And that is Mm -hmm. so exciting. And, um, I, I don't know. Every day is a gift and I am just so, and I think I say that because, you know, I've had a lot of hardships in my life. Um, again, being a teenager in high school, and also being transgender. Um, but every day is a gift and it just is so exciting. And, um, you know, if there are any, if there's anyone who struggles sometimes with advocacy and not wanting to just throw your arms up and quit, um, I think about that practically every day. Yeah. Um, and also it's a gift to get to do this because it is, um, no one, there are very few people in the world that get to do this. And you have such a unique and special experience by being an advocate. Mm-hmm. And I um, would probably trade it for a lot of things and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. wouldn't because I love being an advocate. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, I've struggled with being an advocate a lot of like, this is really hard. And I always, always, always come back to it because I love it. And so, yeah. Oh, you're getting know. me like all for club because like you're you're just like speaking to exactly how I feel about all this as well because like I 
I just I, I just can relate so much to what you're talking about because I mean I'm someone who does I do work for I do queer and trans work for kids right and that yes. uh you know is extremely polarizing as we're seeing on a public <laughs> stage yes. right now right and so part of it is that like I absolutely love doing what I do. Like I would not yeah. trade it for the world for anything because I am I'm a creator, I'm a performer, I am a writer. Yeah. Like I absolutely love doing that and I love telling stories through my perspective and my perspective happens to be trans and non-binary. But also right. anything that I put out into the world immediately gets this horrific backlash. And so this thing yep. that I love to do also causes me so much pain. And that mm -hmm. just makes it really hard to just exist in the thing you love and to love it just for mm -hmm. itself, right? And mm -hmm. I'm yeah. curious. I mean, I, for me, it's a push and pull, right? It's like, okay, like this is the cost of getting to do what I love. This is, you know, I'm changing hearts and minds, yes. but also I just like I have yes. to kind of martyr myself in this way just to make you know, fulfill my life in the way that I want to. And so yeah. I'm curious how you kind of like, I don't know, I am in therapy, I meditate, I cook, Me I too. do lots of things. So like, I'm curious how you kind of like cope, like, what are your what do you what like makes you happy kind of like outside of this? Oh, man, um, so many things. Um, my therapist, for starters, he's <laughs> wonderful. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so I was in a very, I was in a really bad spot last year. Mm -hmm. Um, actually literally like a year ago, mm -hmm. I was in a really bad spot. Um, in Washington state, we have this program called running start where you can go to community college for the last two years of your high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can, uh, possibly graduate with your, um, AA. And so, and that was kind of my life track. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it didn't work out for me. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, really scary and I felt really lost. Yeah. And so uh about a year ago now I went back to my high school full time mm -hmm. and have loved it ever since. Mm -hmm. Um but in my high school I discovered that um I have that I'm an artist mm -hmm. and I didn't know that I was an artist in this way. So I felt um threw myself into pottery. <gasps> oh, can and you describe so this, that for listeners? It is. Oh, I forgot that this is an audit. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, this is auditorial, not visual. This is. I'm holding a teapot right now that I made myself. So it is a checkered, orange and white um, little teapot with. It's was really fun to make. So it's literally two bowls stacked on top of each other, and then like attached and everything. And I used um, basically colored clay to make it orange and white. And so I. Um, made a teapot this is my first teapot actually I have a second one that I made um, that is a cube an actual cube it's so cool um, and it's you know every side is a different color and so I threw myself into pottery and I have literally loved it threw, like I want I love that you threw yourself into pottery I, <laughs> I threw myself into pottery yes um, I also do um, I love bad dad jokes we my family's, um, my larger family's group chat just literally has become um, bad dad jokes all the way around, um, <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, and so I do, I do bad dad jokes. I my do you have a, do you have a become, favorite bad dad joke? 
I literally was just pulling one up. Amazing. Um, Please do. Please regale me and our audience with a horrible joke. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is, uh, since this is a queer podcast, I'll I'll share my favorite queer um, bad dad joke. Um, What do you call a lesbian, a gay guy, and a trans person standing in line at the grocery store? I don't know, but it's definitely not a straight line. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to use that one. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite. I love it. Um, yeah, so I do pottery, I uh, go to therapy, and I play The Sims and Minecraft. And like, my those God. are my coping skills. Amazing. It's I love great. that for you. <laughs> like, it's just those little tiny things that like, you just got to appreciate. And mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing that I still am trying to learn of like, how do you appreciate these little things that you get to do? Um, that kind of gives you that space to just wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm on spring break right now and I've mostly just been playing The Sims and like, it's great. I just, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah. Uh, what do you, that's what's, your, what I like, do. what's your like strategy in The Sims? Cause like when I, I don't play it as much anymore, but I used to just like start from scratch every time and like, just like get, do you have the cheat codes still? Mm-hmm. I used to get like cheat codes and would just like make, have like a million dollars and just be able to build whatever I wanted. I'm curious about what your. Yes. I only <laughs> cheat in The Sims. That's it. I have, I do, I do, well, I do a few things in The Sims. Mm-hmm. Like I've got, um, I, I've tried to do like legacy gameplay so many times I can never do it because it just takes so long I feel like but I do a lot of really crappy buildings mm-hmm. uh, a lot of really crappy builds and I do um like I just started one gameplay um I got the cottage living expansion pack and so Ooh. I've been playing with farming a lot it's we been really farming fun. on the sims now okay here's where I'm gonna show my age yes. is that when I like I like played like what like the like what Sims two or three? <laughs> I was like yeah. a tween, and it was definitely not as fancy as what you all have now. I think like the first expansion was like pets or something like that, or like getting like the city one. Or... I, my very first expansion pack was cats and dogs, and I love it. It's oh my, my favorite. Amazing. Um, and they have trans characters yeah, I... on Sims now. They do, well, they do. So mm, I don't know how to describe it exactly. You can have like um, you can set their pronouns to be whatever you want. You can mm. do um a um female person with a masculine frame, or you can do like a um my favorite one whenever creating a trans person. Like I've made myself in The Sims multiple times. Each time they've gotten better and better. Um, and but mine is like I um can stand up using the restroom because i think that that's more fun and then also cannot you know there's like the pregnancy thing and like can't you know all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so um and then i have actually um i installed a lgbtq mod where you can set a person's gender identity and whether or not they go through like surgery or like a medical transition or just a social transition (gasps) you can do an entire gameplay on someone coming out to people that's so it's specific. so fun. That's so cool. It's so fun. Um, I think it's just called the LGBTQ mod or LGBT mod. Um, I love it. Highly recommend it. Uh, there's cool. like a new aspiration that comes with it too, which is really fun. And so, um, yeah, like my my sim 
is like literally it's literally a copy of me it's a politician and who has the lgbtq aspiration of like basically coming out to whoever you can and fighting for lgbtq rights it's perfect wow that's incredible the sims has really come a long way (laughs) they have they have top surgery scars too and they have shapewear and um and binders wow it's so awesome. All right, folks, you I heard it think, here. The Sims yeah. is pro-trans. The, best. <laughs> the Sims is very pro-trans. And they, like, I will say, though, that they need to really improve the binders because they look mm-hmm. like just flat sheets. I mean, Like, yeah. they look really flat. But, uh, no, I don't mean, like, they're just, like, flat. But I mean, they, they are, like, um, like, the color is just weird. You have to oh, see it. Okay. It just doesn't look... It looks kind of weird. Huh. Anyways, okay. they have binders, though, which is awesome. Yeah. So, Amazing. It's awesome. I love I love it so much. Um, Incredible. Yeah, I, I have... That. I love it so much. But I the way that I play The Sims is, like... Um, I, do, I do it a couple of ways. Like, um, like I have... Mm, so like I use like the farming one. Like I do a I play like with a specific pack. I like mm. to play with specific packs a lot. So like okay. sometimes I'm in the mood for just having a werewolf or playing with like the vampires pack and like all these oh di- so I like to play with like super specific packs instead of like trying to incorporate it into my everyday gameplay. Sure. But then there are like other packs of like that impact your day-to-day gameplay as well, which those are my favorite ones. Um, oh my gosh and then I'd love to just play with specific packs so like my favorite one has been cottage living right now yeah um and also eco lifestyle um Ooh. I love it so much um oh it I'm gonna have makes to me want to be a better Sims. eco I'm gonna have to yes, deep dive on it the makes Sims me want to be a better um eco lifestyler <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that oh for sure Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna for sure have to play The Sims again. I'm I'm kind of on yes. a Zelda bent bender right now, but uh, <laughs> I'll give. I have not been able to get into it. Oh. I have always been like my two the two games I always return to have been The Sims and Minecraft every time. Mm. Like I've tried other things, and I just like things that I can control myself just are so much better for me. Yeah, you know That's what? how my brain functions. That's fair. That is 100. I go through phases with games. Yes. Yeah, I. Video games also give me joy, and I <laughs> yes, very they're I'm, fantastic. Exactly, I'm gonna go on like a big tour for June, and I'm like, okay, the new Zelda game's coming out. Like, this is what I'm gonna do in like the couple hours I have between gigs. <laughs> yes, um, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna switch topics, unfortunately. Um, okay, as much as much as I love <laughs> talking about the Sims and what and what brings us joy, and like what brings you trans joy, like outside of like all of this. Yeah. stuff and this like ugh, this like day-to-day that's like hard but also fulfilling yeah. it's just complicated mm-hmm. right but like we can play the sims and be like this is just played old fun and like getting yeah. to be like fully yeah. trans within that too is just like yeah. ugh, incredible it's so much fun i love that um what are your like this is like big question right but like what are your hopes and dreams for the future like and like that can also be taken in like in like the micro or the macro your life but also like the greater politics like just interpret that question however you like yeah well my um kind of big big plan right now is i'm hoping i'm gonna get my for i'm hoping to get my bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. um and then i um and then we'll see where I want to take my education from there. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't know if this is surprising or not surprising, but I don't love school. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also, you know, I got to go through it and it's fine. Um, anyways, so I'm going to get my four-year degree and then we'll see what happens after that. And then I want to go into, um, college is also very different from high school. Just like if that yeah. is like a helpful at all. I've taken some college classes before and mm. I, it was totally different. Yeah. And like I took a philosophy class last year, changed my life mm-hmm. forever. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I Just you wait until your queer theory classes. If you liked philosophy. Oh, I'm so excited for those. Yeah. You're going to love queer I'm theory. I'm so excited for those. I originally got, I originally got into philosophy because of... Um, uh, the Good Place, uh, the TV show. Oh my god, yes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Obsessed. I love that show. Not going to go too far into it, but anyway, so I took <laughs> a philosophy class because that like was my first introduction into philosophy mm-hmm. and it changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I've taken some college classes and it just is, it's starkly different from high school. Yeah. And I am very excited about that. Um, but my big plans for the future, I want to do... Um, advocacy for a couple of years maybe in a more corporate space that's what i do with gender cool a lot i talk to a lot of companies and um fortune 500 and 100 companies and um i'm hoping to work in some kind of corporate space in an equity and diversity diversity kind of space Mm -hmm. uh because you know there's always more that can be done in a corporate space because that's where a lot of people's everyday lives end up in um and so being able to help people like me feel safe and supported in their workspaces and i'd love to just be able to do that mm-hmm. um or maybe i'll go into politics we'll see um and then do that for a long period of time and then eventually i want to um leave that after saving up a bunch of money and open my own pottery studio yeah so, oh my god i love that for you so yeah <laughs> that's just my, my big plan we'll see what happens um advocacy will always and forever be part of my life mm-hmm. and um that's just kind of my big plan. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Do you have um kind of like more macro like hopes for the future for like the world and like trans rights and all that stuff? Oh god. Um, <laughs> just that it's better. I feel uh, like that's a yeah, uh-huh, general just enough. better. Yeah, just better like would be just good. Be better. Just do every, better. That's every it. State, that's kind of what I'm asking for. Every state is a safe state. I feel like that would be you know that's my big dream right yeah i feel like i know it's sad that that feels like a lofty goal right it's yeah yeah it is kind of it is sad that that's our lofty goal of like that's really what we want our big goal to be like it should be like if you could write like the big big goal that's that doesn't mm-hmm. come from a scarcity mindset that like doesn't top out at every state as a safe state. What would your like big, big dream goal be for like within your lifetime that we could achieve for trans rights? Oh. Okay, specifically for trans people, right? Yeah, let's just let's just do trans people. <laughs> I feel like Thank everything, you. everything like, else like, is like the world is dying. There's everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but specifically for trans people. Yeah. <laughs> um I hope that we can, I hope in my lifetime, um, I I just dream of, um, and I already kind of can see this, like, this happens for me and my generation a lot, of just mm-hmm. being able to say, like, oh, I'm transgender. It's like, okay, cool. Mm. Cool. And that's it. I've, like, made trans jokes to my friends, and they're like, I don't get it. 
And they're like, oh my God, I forgot that you're trans. That's why you made that joke. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Um, And so I'd love to just, I'd love to just for, for a social, for society, I'd love to just get to a point of like, oh, you're trans. Okay, Mm. cool. Moving on. Um, Politically, I think my big, big lofty goal in life is, um, I love, 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 love federal legislation protecting trans kids. Mm. Like, I feel like that's what we really need is like, yeah, federal legislation. Um, And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of it. Like, I just, I just, I want federal legislation uh, protecting trans kids. So I'm I'm in my AP government class right now, and I'm realizing more and more how um I how useful our uh, federal government can be to creating safe spaces for everyone. Um, and so uh, when you're talking about society like that, and and, uh, and when you're talking about social politics, mm-hmm. um, like that's like the most important to me um, is like federal government so i just i I want federal protections for trans kids i want um better health care for trans kids i want or for trans people i want um just everything better that improves the daily lives of Mm. trans people like that's my big big lofty goal of like i want to live in a world where that's our big lofty goal so yeah Mm. beautiful yeah. All right. We're starting to wrap up. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? I don't think so. Um, this was really, really fun. Good. I I'm loved this. so glad. Um, real quick before we turn off, uh, this is the time to plug things. Where can people? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Tell us about where we can um, either find you I... or Gender Cool on the internet, all those things. Our website is gendercool.org, uh, and then our Instagram, Facebook, and I believe we have a Twitter as well. Is the same thing. My at is um, stells.keats, five seventy five seventy, and uh, yeah, it's s t e l l s dot k e a t s dot five seventy is my at, and then if you just search Stella Keating, you can find me. And then I'm also working on with a really good friend of mine. I'm working on a new um, social media project called Youth Voice of trying to uplift youth voices and also creating easily accessible ways of how you can get involved really easily of supporting legislation. Um, oh, and my Twitter as well. I forgot about that. But so that I'm we we haven't launched yet, and we're still it's still a work in progress. But look out for um, Youth Voice Gen Z. Um, our Instagram is already up there. Um, it's where I organized a walkout across multiple schools. Amazing. And um, yeah, so you can, I'm working on that. And then my Twitter is, um, I don't remember my tag for that, but just Stella Keating and you can find me on there. So yeah, I'm pretty active on all sorts of spaces. So yeah, those are my plugs. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for hopping on to Rainbow Parenting. I am yeah, so, so grateful you. to you and to your work and also just like you living your day to day life as like a trans human thank just you. with the rest of us yes, and you too. for chatting with me. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This was really special. Oh, good. 
All right. That was my conversation with Stella Keating from Gender Cool. Isn't she just awesome? Make sure you go out and check Gender Cool on all the socials and check out Stella's stuff. Uh, I'm just really excited to keep watching and see what she gets up to. We've got new episodes for the season coming out twice a week, every Monday and Friday throughout June. Stay tuned on Monday for the next one. Folks who are a member of the Queer Kid Stuff Patreon can have early and ad-free access to all of our season three episodes. So check that out for as little as $2 a month. Don't forget to send in those mailbag questions. The number again is 207-535-9839. Very excited to see what uh, hear <laughs> what you all have to say and your questions. All right, that's all we got for today. Talk soon. Rainbow Parenting is hosted and created by me, Linz Amer. It's produced in partnership with Multitude and is edited by Misha Stanton. The theme music is by Amanda Darchangelis and the logo artwork is by Abe Tenzia.